0: And welcome to NUFC, Manor is the start of a new week And uh, one which you were hoping would be full of optimism and uh, smiles and laughter After we'd uh, watched the other teams falter And then uh, senior Castle comprehensively beat West Brom at the weekend Yeah, we've all been Newcastle fans too long to know that, that was never going to be the case Welcome to Chris, welcome to Pete, it's the 5 Minute Rant Your opportunity to get your views across Tell us what you thought about yesterday's game. Tell us what you think about uh, Steve Bruce barging and uh, Newcastle United players. Tell us what you think about Steve Bruce's press conferences and lack of PR skills after 20 years in the job. Um Plenty to talk about, as always, uh, guys, and uh, it's over to you. The uh, The link is in the description box below. If you want to uh, come on, vent your spleen for five minutes and uh, interact with me and the guys on screen for the next hour, then it's over to you. If you don't want to do that, me, Pete, and Chris will uh, dissect it and talk about it until the cows come home. So, uh, Chris, you're next to me. You were first in the green room. Um... In the green room, you were saying you felt a bit uh, more optimistic. So, give us your views on uh, yesterday, Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean, any, anyone who saw me on the live TV yesterday, uh, you know, would know that I was absolutely devastated after it. And you know, I, I do feel it was an opportunity missed, as I'm sure many others do. I felt we used the wrong lineup. I felt we weren't ambitious enough. I felt like we didn't go out to win the game. It was just about not losing. Which I understand to a degree, but when you're coming up against, you know, the nineteenth placed team in the league, you've got to show more ambition, you've got to look to win that match, especially with the other fixtures we've got coming up. But as I said in the in the agreement with you earlier, Steve, you know, I'm I'm feeling more positive today. It's it's another point on the board. Okay. I don't think anybody saw Fulham turning Liverpool over. What a what a fantastic result, by the way. You know, six six defeats in a row at Anfield, unbelievable. Having previously gone something stupid like 62 games unbeaten at Anfield, which so it's absolutely breathtaking, you know that Liverpool are on this run, but it didn't help, and it, it's it's worrying, and we're now only a point away from Fulham and the drop zone. But let's not forget Burnley and Brighton are still firmly in there. Thankfully, it, it's probably it's probably a slim slim chance, but thankfully. Crystal Palace got beat by Tottenham. I know I know they look like they're far and away, but we all know all it takes is three or four defeats on the bounce and all of a sudden you can get sucked right in there. But the reason I'm saying I feel a little bit more positive today is you know it, it's a big game on Friday against Aston Villa. And sometimes I think this season especially it has been an odd season. It's been strange uh, for all clubs involved and I just mm. feel that you know Aston Villa possibly aren't as great a club as what people make out you know they've they've had a, they've had a really good season and I'm not going to knock them and they've certainly got well more points than i think anybody would have predicted but there's certainly an opportunity for us to have a solid performance at home possibly change the personnel a couple of extra well couple of changes to the lineup that would certainly help and a bit more attacking attacking pressing you know I'm, I'm, I'm op, I'm optimistic that we're at home, and perhaps Bruce will think, right, we've got to win this game now. Really, he should have felt that at the weekend and he didn't. He he went for the point, but we're at home. We can go out there, we can beat them, Fulham. If what if we're, we're going to take anything from Fulham yesterday, it's that there's opportunities out there, and anybody can be beaten on the day. Who who would have thought that Man United would have beat Man City yesterday? <laughs> There's certainly opportunities out there, and I'm trying to be as positive as possible. It's not over yet. I think we've got 11 games left. There's all to play for, so I'm just I'm just trying to stay positive, and I'm I'm really hopeful that we can we can at least put in a good perform. Even if we got a point on Friday, but we put in a good performance, it give that little glimmer of hope. But if we get that win. All of a sudden, that point away to West Brom doesn't look too bad. If you took four points from Villa Verome and West Brom away, you'd, you'd take that all day long.
0: Okay, uh, Pete, I'm going to accompany you after our first call out. Uh, we've got uh, Lennon. Good evening, mate. All right, mate. You didn't expect to see me on any time soon? Good to see you though, mate. And I know, I know, like obviously we've had a little tete a tete over the years, <laughs> uh, you know, just just on Twitter. But that's look, Twitter's like that, and, yeah. and especially when your team is completely useless on more than you know, on, on you know, on a week to week basis. So, and, and it's good to see the youngsters being as passionate as as some of us older guys. And this channel probably is full of older people and older people's views. But we've got hey, to what? appreciate as well. No, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, and <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking for myself, Steve <laughs> Hasty. Steve ASD Neil Mitchell George Mitchell Leszek, well that you know we call Steve uh, we st- call Steve Bruce a dinosaur, but the combined <laughs> age of all of us guys is prehistoric. But um, but yeah, oh, look. The young lads the young lads have got an opinion too and um, you know that's that's why this show was brought out because ultimately we want to hear from other people so um you can pick up uh, Lennon on Twitter um he does he does have a lot to say as well about Newcastle anyway <laughs> n-u- nuFCjL is his Twitter handle so give him a follow but yeah you know you've got five minutes to, to have a rant and I know you said you might need five hours but uh, go 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 for it Lennon <laughs>
2: Before I start, I think we've got the common goal, haven't we? Of all this, we all just want what's best for Newcastle. But we, there's different sides of the fan base, isn't there? Like obviously, we all know that. I mean, like there's some who pro takeover over. We all we all pro take over. But there's some who have more optimistic like yourselves than to me. And I just sort of uh, there's there's ways and means of going about it. I, I have been out of order in the past and stuff. But um, like you say, it's just I think it's just the fact that, that the fan base is that depleted of any joy at the minute. We're just clinging on to any form of hope and sort of it's it's. It's everything Everything that people see, they'll cling on to and then there's arguments and stuff like that. There's no need for it, really. We should be united as a fan base. But it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, I have to say, when it comes on the pitch, I wish I had Chris's optimism. Uh, I must admit for Friday. I don't see us getting anything on Friday. I don't see us picking up another point all year, the way we played. I think we got <coughs> absolutely embarrassed on Sunday by the fact that... Did you see Steve Bruce smiling after the game? I, think, I, I know we all didn't expect Fulham to go and win at Liverpool, but... I think he was banking on was being four points clear by the Sunday night. I have to say that the way we was so casually talking about it, I mean, one point's nothing, is it? Especially with the way they're playing and the goal difference that they have. It's nothing at the minute we caught, in my opinion. Um, if you have to look at it now, I honestly think that it's going to be also or Brighton who go down. I don't see Fulham even being in the round. I've seen a few lads who were saying that on the final day. Um, it's going to be, you know, like a battle between who's going to stay up between us and Fulham, honestly, don't say it that way. I think they'll be well out of it by then if it carries on like this. Um, I mean, did you hear his crack about um, saying about six games, previous six games, how we've only lost two and it was the Chelsea and Man United. I mean, it's the level of delusion that this bloke's on, I, I can't honestly believe it. I, I kind of believe that he is. I, I just can't believe that he wakes up in the same reality at times. I mean, I've got so many questions to put the room in it's unbelievable I I have to ask questions as well of the journalists who are in the stadium Um, I mean I know Craig Hope's been banned now as he's been in the ground but there's certain people there I think could be doing a lot more especially the Sky Sports ones I think there's not enough questions being asked especially if you consider that there's no fans to voice their opinion I mean I I was talking the other day saying um, I can't wait to see the fans back in the stadium he can he definitely can wait for it because i tell you what it is if I was in that stadium I'd uh, He'd be out of cabbages on the corner of my shop, like I have to say. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I the anger that I feel towards him as a bloke now, and not towards him as a manager anymore. I mean, that was long gone. That as, as a manager, I've, I've doubted him for a while. I think everyone has, even when he was appointed. But uh, as, as a man, as a man at the minute, he's the way he talks to, to the, the press and the way he shuts them down and the way he talks about the fans is really ticking us off. Done well enough, I don't know, not swear, here yeah, by the way. Um,
0: no, you're okay if you feel like you need to swear, swear I always say it, it only reflects on the person who uses the language But if it's justified, we don't mind on this channel
2: <laughs> It's definitely justified with him, honestly I, he, um, I, What's happened to the long staff? Just what's happened to the just the general positivity of, of Do you know last year, right? he sold us all on this lie that We all know he's not good enough technically But he sold us on the lie that sort of Oh, Rafa didn't care about He knows he's not as good as Rafa But he, he, he came out and said oh, Rafa didn't care about the Cups, I do, sort of thing. He tries to sort of play on things that the fans are craving a bit to, to try and boost his own ego and boast his own sort of... He got the ability, so he has to say things to try and get the fans on side, like he was going to go for it in the Cups. He couldn't even do that. What what happened this year against Newport and we were out in the first round of the Cup and he's just... Everything about him, he's just such a... The only word I can describe a Bruce purposely is, is loser. He's just a total loser, isn't he? <laughs> you know, like... I, and I don't even like using that word but he is because he just his yeah. whole mentality is just ridiculous like how can you look at that point on Sunday and say that was a good point I mean we, we were looking not to get beat and they were terrible in my opinion I, I watch them and I see nothing to suggest that they won't be in the championships next year I must admit with us probably but if we if they had better strikers we, we'd have got beat that game and he comes out after the game and says that we we did enough to win it and all this and I just I don't know what he's watching sometimes i I don't know what he's watching when especially when he comes out and says, um, we need to keep the run going. We've won two <laughs> games in here, then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just and then people wonder why I'm so vocal about it. It's just i it, it, it I probably wouldn't be as bad if I could get to the games at the minute. I think Twitter and especially social media in general is just a way for people to sort of vent their frustrations. And I think that's why a lot of fans end up on to each other, because they get so triggered easily by everything. I mean, I'm, I, I can't even say anything because I'm, I'm probably the worst for it of just saying things and jumping on the bandwagon. And before you know it, I, I, I'm in an argument with someone about something that I didn't really care about at first. But it's just, we're all on edge. I'm so emotional after the games that I'm stomping about the house because we can't go we can't go out and we can't go to the games the voice of opinions or anything like that. I'm just sick of not being able to do anything. You know, I, yeah. I think this is why things like this are good. And things like Twitter are at times good because... It, We've just we can't do anything at the minute, can we? You know, there's nothing. There's no remember when Pardew was the similar situation with Pardew, where I remember that game and I, I we all wanted him out, but I actually almost felt sorry for him because it was that toxic. I, yeah, I honestly yeah. think yeah. that Bruce deserves that. Um, I mean, people say he's a nice bloke. If he was a nice bloke, he would have walked by now. He's arrogantly leading us down and taking us down. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He, there's only so many injuries and so many coincidences that have happened at every club he's been at that he can keep blaming. Yeah, he can't just keep saying we're without our best players. Well, we've had our best players and we're still getting beat. I, I, I don't understand anything that he says. I, I mean, did you even leave a day talking about talking about Donald Trump and that? I mean, what what's wrong with us? <laughs> he he just—he he just, he, he triggers me. Honestly, he triggers me no end. Like I—I I, really—I—it's—it's probably—it's it's a really bad habit. Like I re- i watch all these interviews and that. It's one of them where you know you shouldn't, Because you're gonna come out Of really no. bad. I mean, I yeah. watch it at work and stuff. Like at dinner time and that. And I just—I I can't concentrate for the rest of the day because I'm not Fuming with him. i i, I just—I despise how much I hate how we've gone from sort of. Seen the clip of Rafa where, I mean, I had I me. Mean, Football and things like that, but he always got sense. He had his hands tied behind his back, which Bruce hasn't had, by the way. He had more money than God knows what, and he still blew it all on. Well, some players, but it, it, when you're managing them, it's no good, is it? You know, as, we, yeah. as we've seen many times. You know, he had, he had Villa 14th in the Championship with the likes of Bridges and McGinn. I mean, look at them now. You know, it's just it, that, that's evidence to me that he shouldn't even be anywhere near a club. I mean, I've said to loads of people that I, I don't just want them out in Newcastle I actually want them out of football I, I feel sorry for them that another club might end up with them yeah. because I just know I, I feel sorry for their fans that they're going to go through at least two years of just excuses and terrible football and just manager who doesn't care I mean this should be the, the reason a lot of people gave Bruce um, like sort of leeway at the start we all knew he was terrible but the way that Sort of won us over was by saying, "Look, I'm going to give this a right good go because it's my hometown club and all that." And that that'll quickly change. I've said this. When he does go, let's see him on Sky Sports next year when he's in the studio and that. Let's see why he thinks he failed at Newcastle. Will he say I wasn't good enough? You know, it's my hometown club. I tried my best. Or will he turn around and say them lot up there? You know, they expect the Champions League every year. and Then we'll see how much of a draw he is and how much of a Newcastle fan he is when he turns on fans. Because one failure really, and that's the way I feel about him. He's just such a. He's just such a, a loser. The only way you can serve him up is he, he's never won anything. He, he, you never hear Pep Guardiola or you never hear you know, extreme examples, but Jurgen Club saying, oh, I kept these up last year. I kept Liverpool up. It's the bare minimum, your job. It's Sam Allardyce celebrates never going down. Well, it, it's not an achievement. I mean, well done, but it, it's, that is not an achievement. And it's certainly not an achievement to be manager of Alco, I don't think. You know, like, It is at the minute with Ashley and stuff, but you still hear the likes of Rafa where he's talking after the Leicester game. Saying this is after we won, you know what I mean. After we beat Leicester away, and he's turned around and saying it's still not good enough. I, I, I'm not asking yeah. for miracles, we want to be about seventh or twelfth. You know, that's what we want to hear. You know, we're not asking for the people have this myth that we all think we deserve to be in the Champions League, it's just not true at all, is it? I and mean, I don't know it, if there's any new Hazard fan who thinks we should be in the Champions League, then you'd say, now, in my opinion, like.
0: Yeah, it I, well, the that's the end, that's the end of your five minutes, Len. I tell you what, you crammed a lot in, and uh, the feedback that you got off everybody on the uh, chat was a, what a great rant. So well done, uh, mate. You've you've done it for the youngins. You've done it for the youngins. Well done. Um, yeah, you did What you did well, mate. Um, we're gonna go with Pete uh, to give you a bit of feedback. Um, we've got people waiting. I know we've got John Carter lined up next, and then David Reed. So, uh, Pete, what what's your views on what uh, young Lennon's had to say?
3: Firstly, I thought the ramp was spot on. Um, fantastic, Lenin, so well done. Um, you've raised a number of good points, um, and I'm going to... Well, the three three main points, um, Bruce, Longstaffs and social media. So I'll start with Bruce. Um, first and foremost, you mentioned about Rafa. For all of those journalists and all those um, non-Rafa fans... Um, look at Bruce's record right now and there is no comparison in terms of the quality of manager. And I don't want that to even be a discussion anymore because it's not. Rafa Benitez had absolutely nothing, right, to go on and still made us a top 10 team in one season, 13th in another. And actually, by the end of his second season, in the Premier League was playing some bloody good football um, under us and actually in a position to really take us forward if he continued as manager. Um, <laughs> Bruce... He's a dinosaur, you know. He, he's he, he's finished in, in football. For me, I'm convinced that he's going to be his last job. Um, I thought he made some really good points about um, how he speaks to how he speaks to people in his press conferences, and I think one or two journalists are starting to pick up on it now. He comes across extremely rude, extremely unprofessional, and it's not getting noticed enough, as far as I'm concerned. I've never known a manager to cut people off, cut people off in the media when they're halfway through their their question to him, and just give a random answer, and then cut them off, and they don't get another opportunity to speak. I just think it's not it's not appropriate um, at all for a, for a professional elite or so-called elite manager in the Premier League. Um, he hasn't got any ideas. He, he, he never has. You know, we have a style of football and a way of playing now with a, with our particular setup. It's come from Graham Jones. It's not it's not Bruce's ideas. And um, and he's running on he's he's running on fumes at the moment. You made a really good point about Bruce before I move on, about the fact that he's talking about how he's looking forward to having fans back in the stadium. You're right, he's not. And in his mind, and I'm convinced of this, he does not see himself in the dugout at the beginning of next season. No matter what league no. we're in, the Championship or the Premier League, I'm convinced he does not see himself as being Newcastle manager and neither do I. I think regardless in the summer, they'll cut him, they'll cut him loose. And no matter what people say in the, in, the, in the media about who's going to be here next season, I don't think he will um, at all. And I think Steve Hastie made a really good point on Friday night on the Three Amigos in that actually, for his own health and his own well-being, I think it's in his best interest that he does walk away. Because if he comes back with those fans in the stadium, I think he'd, he'd be lucky to last... Ninety minutes in our first yeah. home game, and um, because I think the fans would make it crystal clear that we do not want him manager of our football club anymore. Um, I move on uh, the long staffs. I think you made a really good point about the long staffs. Where are they? You know, you know it's a case of where's Wally at the moment with those two. But, but they're actively—they're not Wallys. They, they, you know, they're young players that could get better under a better manager, uh, under a better coach. Um, and I and, and I've said it before on the Matchday day lives, I believe, you know, they've had bad performances this season, particularly Sean. But I believe in this setup of three midfield that those two players could actually do something in that midfield. Certainly a hell of a lot better than, than the likes of Hendricks and at yeah. times hell of a lot better than, than the likes of Shelby. And I think long staff playing alongside Willock and Hayden could really could really improve our midfield and our productivity. Um Uh, And it's a shame what's happening to them. You know, how many chances has Hendrick had? He's been sent off. He's had bad performance after bad performance after bad performance. You'd think he would be at the back of the line by now. But no, he comes in ahead of Matty. He comes in ahead of Sean. And he's blocking the team. And it's just, it's an absolute joke. Um, I want to touch on social media. I thought you made some really good points about social media. And the key is, for me, the reason why fans start getting off at each other and having a go and, and, and arguments and it all spirals over, is because in years gone by, we've been able to have a, a, a pretty good relationship with the club. As fans, we've been able to go to Freddie Shepherd and, and Sir John Hall and turn around yeah. and, and say, oh, you know what, we're, we're not happy. And it might not, it might not change straight away, but at the time, they would look at it and think, right, we need to do something for the fans here and we need to change something. The difference is this time is we know we've got a owner and a managing director that don't give a crap about what the fans think. And that is the biggest issue right now in that this is what's been happening over 13 years. What you see on social media now is 13 years of fans frustration that we don't have a voice in the football club. And that is the big issue right now. And it's been happening time after time after time. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And this is why you see this this uh, fan issue on social media. We get new owners, so whoever that may be, that stops. Because they will know that they need a voice from the fans in the club to have a say about what's going on. And you'll see social media change. You'll see it completely, completely change. But that's yeah. why you, you actually you made a fantastic point. And I think it's an important point. We've got a lot of viewers that view these shows... That are very vocal on social media um, and and have been involved in in arguments and disagreements. We have to, as a fan base, remember our frustrations are not with each other. Their frustrations are with the manager and the owner, and we need to vent it that way, not at each other. We need to stick together. Okay? Um, So, again, really, really good points, Lennon. Absolutely spot on. Um, Yeah, thanks for coming on. No doubt about it, uh,
0: and I, I don't often do this But I think you've got the rant of the night, Lennon <laughs> <laughs> Well done mate, you got the Jackie Milburn award Well done mate uh, hope, you, hope we'll get you on again mate And uh, well, good luck give with a everything
4: give
0: a Good luck with everything you do Take care son, bye bye Take care, Take care. Good to have him on Great to see some of the youngsters Tuning in to the show as well And straight on to David Reid Good evening David
5: First of all It has been washed
0: it's been- <laughs> He's got his t-shirt on It's always It's always good to see the t-shirt Make an appearance David um, Obviously uh, you know, Seven days I think since we last had you on um, What was your take on that game And, and give us your five minute rant mate
5: Right, well, that's my point number two. First point is Liverpool, what a terrible title defence. <laughs> I mean, yesterday, it just summed it all up. Fulham, getting beat home to Fulham. Have you ever? Right. Next point. When I saw the team line up yesterday, none of were predicted it. We all gave different opinions. And to me, it screamed out, 65 minutes, nil nil, make the changes, go for it, didn't happen. And I put it on the chat that even my American girlfriend putting Carol on with 30 seconds to go was a total joke. I mean, how much can he mug him off? <laughs> it was Sean. And my last point is everybody puts on here Bruce out. I want that everybody does but the thing is it's not going to happen because ashley won't pay bruce off and the staff off and he's not going to hire a manager with a massive stay-up clause for two months and that's
0: it okay um plenty to get your teeth into chris I, i you know from from you being very positive We've heard Lennon Who uh, is, is certainly quite You know, honest It has to be said um, Very negative He's not very happy um, We well, haven't come to Pete yet But we will do uh, We'll find out what Pete's uh, take is On yesterday's performance, etc But David's uh, Yeah, David's the same as me really I mean I was quite bold and I don't normally put out a prediction for a team selection, um, but I put out what I would do. Um met with pretty much approval, you know, throughout all the selections, give or take one or two players. But all in all, I think most people had the same kind of idea. You play Gale and you play Carol up front. Yeah. Um, you know, Carroll lasts as long as he lasts and then you take him off and then you put Joel Linton on. But yeah. um but yeah, l- listening to what David said. What what you know, what would you say?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll touch first on on the team selection, David. And again, great great to have you back on, mate. Really really good to see you in your, in your matters t shirts. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, to talk about the team selection, yet yeah, I don't know if you saw the the, uh, the match day live yesterday, but we we all had concerns, as as I'm sure everybody who were, who's a Newcastle fan had concerns over that lineup yesterday. And I, I think the comment I made was that I felt like the team was on the bench. He he didn't he didn't pick the the players who I feel would have would have you know put up well more of a fight than what they did yesterday, and I felt that you know it was an opportunity missed. Every everybody who watches these shows regularly knows how much of a big fan I am of Andy Cavill. I know I know not everybody's the same, but even even the most staunch, um, even the most staunch person who was opposed to andy cavill would agree that at this moment in time andy cavill should be the go-to striker arguably with gale give or take or possibly the two of them and the fact that he gave him 30 seconds yesterday was absolutely laughable like you know andy andy cavill if anything is an impact player how's he going to make an impact in just over 30 seconds when you when you're nil-nil there was no ambition to win the game and that that was my biggest problem with yesterday i feel much better about it today as steve was saying you know i'm i'm looking forward now we've got a point as i say it's on the board it's another point towards that safety mark so um you know we we didn't get to, we we didn't lose yesterday so that that is the positive that i'm taking and i'm hoping for the better results against villa on friday to go to a couple of your other points I'll leave Liverpool to last because obviously I've got my own opinion on that. Um to talk about Bruce out I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit with you on this, Davis. Bruce Out, we, we all want Bruce House. And Bruce is it's an absolute miracle that he's still in the job. But I'm a bit like you. I think it drags people's it, it, it drags people's feelings down. I think it's it's I get the message, I understand the message, but we all know he's not going anywhere. For, for me yesterday had we have lost to West Brom there was a possibility he may have gone I know that it's been publicised that uh, Steve Bruce and his backroom staff have got a release clause of uh, uh, roughly 4 million I would like to think if Steve Bruce was to go that we would keep Clements and Agnew, Agnew on until at least the end of the season so I, I would think it would only be Bruce that would go so I'm, I'm hoping it's probably going to be 2 or 3 million pounds to get rid of Bruce is it worth paying? Absolutely will he do it? If, if we continue to scrape draws and keep picking points up, I, th- I think he, he keeps hold of them. So the Bruce out thing, we all want him out, but sometimes it is a bit... We we, we we know. I think it just drags people down a little bit. Certainly for me, I'm not talking on behalf of everybody. That's just my own personal opinion. In t- the last point I want to make, David, is about Liverpool. So I know we're going slightly off topic, but obviously, as you can probably tell, I'm from Liverpool. A lot of my friends are Liverpool fans and I was only talking to one of them earlier on today just about Liverpool's demise and, you know, the title defence, as you rightly said, you know, they, they've literally crumbled, haven't they? The, the white flag has well and truly been raised now and, it's it. The biggest. If I was a Liverpool fan, the biggest worry for me, and I, I said this to me friend today, the biggest worry for me, it's not about the defence. Most Liverpool fans who you will speak to, I'll probably get, I'll probably get loads of stick for this now. Most Liverpool fans who you speak to will say, "Oh, we've got no centre backs. You know, we're missing Van Dijk. We're missing Gomez." That's not the issue. The issue is the front three who are all fit and they're not fine. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know what the issues are. But for me. As a Liverpool fan, that would be my concern. And I tell you now, maybe maybe the front three need to be broken up, but I don't think they're going to have a choice whether they're broken up because I think at least one, possibly two, are gonna go uh, in the summer. And another point which I wanted to raise, which brings us a bit more a bit more back to Newcastle, you'll you'll remember earlier on in the season that Jeannie Van Alden has been offered the new contract and he's rejected the contract and the rumours are that he wants to go to Barca. Now a few people called that a ploy, as in he just wanted a bigger wage off Liverpool. Maybe he was chancing his arm a little bit. I I, I said to my mate earlier, is it is is there a big dressing room upset? As Jeannie Van Alden said, I've had enough. I, I I don't want to be involved in this anymore because how can you go from? Winning the league last year, the Champions League the year before, arguably, at the end of last season, most people would not argue that Liverpool were the best team in Europe. I don't think anyone would have argued with you at that point. Yet, Van Alden wants to leave. Why? So, I'm in- going to leave it there.
0: Interesting. Uh, Dave, have you got anything else uh, you want to put forward tonight?
1: No. Uh,
5: I, I agree with Chris. I mean, why would Genie want to leave Liverpool? doesn't Mm. make sense to me. Oh, come on, Pete. I know.
3: Dave, Pete. You know. (laughs) I I, I believe... uh, Look, the thing is, he's won everything. Uh, uh, Everything he wanted to win at at Liverpool is won. Champions League, and he's 30 years old now. And when you get... doesn't matter what Barcelona are right now, and they're not a great side, Um, when you get in an Inkling at thirty years old that Barcelona are interested in you, you wanna go. It's as simple as that. And for me, he's won everything he wanted to win in England and I think he wants he wants not just to move to a, a different club or a bigger club. Uh, he wants another payday. For him it could be his last big contract. And and he he's is he, a he's a determined he's a determined yeah, lad. We, we yeah. saw that in Newcastle. Yeah, so I, I think I think that's for me is, is the reason why he wants to leave. But can I just, just add just a little tiny thing about what you said about the Liverpool because I know it's not a Liverpool chat but I think it's an interesting point. <clears throat> um, it, it, it is it is about the, the top three because that, that result yesterday against Fulham, that Fulham goal would have been a consolation and yeah. they would have won three or four, five, one in that game and they would have torn Fulham apart a year ago. But the issue is if you look at the last three years of Liverpool's Football that 11 or maybe 12 players, right, have gone to the Champions League final and then lost to Real Madrid, gone to the Champions League final in the second season and won against Tottenham, and then gone into the Premier League. They have literally gone literally 100%, 100 yeah. miles per hour for yeah. three years. That is not realistically the way in the style of football they play, it's not realistically. Um, sustainable for any Pete, longer over than two years.
1: Over the two seasons, Pete, if you remember, you remember the, the, the not <clears> last <throat> season gone because they warmed the year before. Didn't, didn't they lose one game yeah. and they still
3: didn't win the league? Yeah. It's incredible. And, then, and they had to go literally hell for leather to do that. And you look, Man City matched them and then you're winning the league by what, a couple of points? But you see Man City's tail off last season. Yeah. That's what's happening to Liverpool now. And at some point, you have to have that changeover. Chelsea were very good at changing over two or three years stint. <sighs> Man United were good at turning over two or three years stint of players. Liverpool need to do the same. And one or two of those top, those front three will need to be sold. Yeah, definitely.
0: Good points, Dave. As always, great to have you on, mate. Uh, look forward to seeing yeah. you again soon. Have a good week, and let's hope uh, <laughs> next time we we'll see you, we're uh, a few points away from the drop zone. But take care, Dave. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Cheers. good to have Dave on. Uh, we've got gaps. Anybody wants to come on? As I say, we uh, are always happy to chat away, but would like you guys to come on. Uh, we don't set anybody up on this show, so it's nice to, uh, nice to basically, you know, for you to come on if you want to. It's your five-minute rant. So uh, for the next uh, half hour, we've got plenty, uh, plenty space. If you want to vent your spleen? Get yourself on. Big shout out to our sponsors, Spider VPN, of course, who've been with us for the last. Uh, Two months now, uh, sponsoring the StreamYard application and Geordie Riffs premium guitar lessons for beginners and children, guitar repairs and servicing, recording studio. Find them at www.geordyriffs.co.uk and on their social media platforms Instagram, Geordie Riffs, and Facebook, Geordie Riffs Official. Also, not forgetting qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and Jab Signature, who make all of our flyers. And if uh, you're a first-time visitor to the channel and you like what you see, please subscribe. It's free. Uh, Just hit that little uh, picture down in the bottom right-hand corner. And uh, it brings up the word subscribe That's all you've got to do Uh, Hit the like button, the little thumb uh, That gets us uh, a few brownie points With YouTube And uh, give it a share, Uh, that'll share to your social medias Again, doesn't collect any information Just shares it to the social media uh, Platforms that you have connected And for us, it's good It helps us build the community I always give a mention to iTunes and Spotify as well Um, And and ultimately if you're out and about and you miss the show uh, You can always pick us up on there for free as well Um, And other podcast platforms Uh, Plenty to talk about as always Pete, let's get your views now on Newcastle United's uh, I would say dismal performance at West Brom Because it was a six-pointer The team he put out for me was poor. And and you know we didn't get a, we didn't get the three points we needed, but you might have a different opinion. Tell us yours.
3: Um, when I saw the starting lineup, you know, in my head, in the days building up to starting uh, to the game, I had visions of what a starting lineup would look like. Two or three different teams set out. I did not for one second think that he would put out that starting lineup, and instantly it just it just drained me of any confidence going into that game. And instantly my mindset was, we are playing for a point. Um, And I I wasn't wrong. Uh, The the performance, the attitude was of a group of players that have been told to go out there and say, right, get yourself a point on the board. Let's just not lose the game. And it was as much as what Bruce said in, in his press conference after the game, in that, you know, we didn't lose, we got a point on the board. And that's basically what he was going for. Um, and that's so frustrating for a team that at home have conceded the best part of, what, 50, 53, 55 goals uh, this season. And um, have one of the worst home records in the league and have been leaking goals for fun there. For us to go there and be one of the only teams this season not to score um, is, is an embarrassment. I have to say... I didn't think West Brom created a whole lot. They had a, a fair bit of possession. They had little spells where they throw balls into the box. I thought Lascelles and Clark handled it very well alongside Dummett, uh, dealt with everything. I don't think we we're under pressure. I don't think Debravka really had much to do, yeah. um, if I'm honest. Uh, and, and that, for me, should have given us the confidence to say, right, let's have a real go. Let's get your Murphys on. Let's get your Carrolls on as, as a focal point and disrupt the centre back. Let's get Fraser. And, 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 and Murphy winning beyond him and getting into that box and trying to create chances. And it was none of that. You know, uh, playing Joe Linton, he had the one great chance early on where he tried to square it when it was probably easier to shoot. And it's just kind of like, you know, you, we can't keep doing this. We cannot keep doing this. You know, we had missed chances against Palace. Um, you know, when we went 1-0 up and, and, we, and we let things slide. We did the same against Leeds. You know, it, it, you know, and it's we can't keep doing this to ourselves because we're gonna end up getting relegated on the back of it. Now, do I think we'll get relegated? I'm still of the opinion that we won't, and I'm still I still believe that whilst there are still points there to be to be uh, to be picked up, whilst we've still got games to play, I still believe we've got a chance. The, the, the thing for us, and I believe this will happen, I think a little bit like the Everton away. I think we'll get our points from surprise results, and I think games like Arsenal at home, games like Tottenham at home, game like this Friday potentially, um, and games like Leicester away, are, are games where I believe we, where we where we, when we have our play our full strength team back, I believe we will get our points that way um, to stay in the league, uh, and, and, and 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 you know I think at the moment. I think we will get draws. I think we, 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 we might get a point on Friday. I think we'll probably get a point against Brighton. And I think what we'll do, we'll keep just grabbing points to keep ourselves within a fighting chance until we get the players back. And then I think we'll go again. Because it was there was no doubt when we had Wilson, Almiron and St um playing together in that top line, we were a threat. Okay, we were a threat. You know, you look at that Southampton game. If those players stay on the pitch, if Wilson stays on the pitch, if Amiron stays on the pitch, um, um, we, we we win the game comfortably. You know, Sorry, I mean, if Hendrick didn't get sent off, I think we win the game comfortably. Um, I think if... I think we win the game.
0: Um, oh. We've lost you a little bit, Pete. Uh, signal's dipped out. Sit, yeah, two heart? seconds, mate. Yeah, back now, mate. Yeah, go for it.
3: Right, okay. Yeah, so, so I, I believe we've got an opportunity to stay in the league. Um, but it, it's going it's to be tight. It's going to be very, very tight. I did that accumulated thing on, on the Chronicle live, and I think I put this down as getting sort of what, 36 points. And I believe that'll be enough to stay in the league. Um, I, I, I think that we haven't had our run yet. You know, Fulham have had their run or having their run right now. I think Brighton have had their run previously. I think Burnley are going for a little bit of a a run where they're picking up points. I believe we've still got our run to come. And I think that'll be enough to keep us in the league. Um, You know, all it takes is one win and we go above Burnley, who are not even being talked about at the moment. You know, it's that close. Um, And and I think, I I actually believe that Fulham will stay in the league. I actually believe that we'll stay in the league. And I believe that we'll get more points than Fulham and Brighton. And Burnley um, Interesting
0: I, I, I've got to be honest I wish I shared your confidence um, I, I just feel Unfortunately That there's other teams Who are Putting the effort in And trying harder than we are And Steve Bruce proved yesterday He kind of picked his nose Never mind a team uh, Barry H Good evening Hello guys How are you doing? Good to right? see you mate As always You have five minutes mate To get your points across uh, Away you go Where do you start?
6: It's <laughs> You know, I, I was really hoping because normally I watch the, I watch, listen to yourselves, and I've got the match on in the background. If it's on Sky, if not, I just listen to yourselves. It's on BT. Yesterday, uh, the game this weekend, I just had an absolute fear of dread from the from the minute I saw the team list from yourselves. It was just an absolute on the dread, David. Just there's no confidence there at all. It's it's this mentality with Steve Bruce that he's. It's, it's almost becoming the schoolyard mentality that he's he's fell out with certain people. Um, he's had arguments with them. Right, you're out the way. He's obviously upset the long staffs. He's had run-ins. There's rumours that he's had run-ins with their family. So he's cheesed off with them. He's made Gale from what looked like the ideal replacement to come in for Wilson. He was the best bet we had. He's cheesed him off. Matt Ritchie, I agree with Steve. I think he's not the greatest player in the squad, but he's 200% commitment. He's just, he gets stuck in, he goes for it every time. He's the sort of player you need on the pitch. If you're in a relegation battle, you need somebody who's going to go for it. I mean, God, see, he went out of his way to upset um, Atsu and Henry Savvy, who, to be honest, I'd forget, were even at the club. But he like, seemed to go out of his way to just piss them off. It, it's, it's one of those, we all hope that these four games, the four or five games are going to be the games we're going to pick up some points. We should have been able to turn over West Brom. Bruce's attitude, of, well, I don't want to change the system because this is what we're going to use for the rest of the season. But by the way, the players are going to have in a crap. You know, he's you. you could. I, I nearly put a bet on it yesterday for the Fulham game because watching Fulham recently, they're up for it. Parker's got them organised. He's done exactly what we should have done. He's gone out in, in the transfer window and he hasn't signed anybody. He's used very little money, but he's brought in some astute loan signings. He's got, I mean, they keep making this big deal. Oh, Fulham, they've got half their teams on loan. Yeah, look at what they're doing. They're dragging them by the scruff of the neck up the table. Their loan players are playing out the skin. He said, Well, why, why will these loan players be asked whether Fulham goes down or not? Because these loan players are being brought there and they're, they're being put in the wind and given a chance to show what they can do, and they're doing it for them. The scouts were terrible. I mean, I don't want to be nasty about Liverpool, Chris, because I think they play some amazing football. Normally, oh, I
1: don't mind. Mate. So I um, don't
6: worry. Mo Salah <laughs> looks like a guy who doesn't want to be there. The odd couple of chances he had, he just his passion, he's his drive that he had last season, going for goal. He just didn't want to be there. I mean, the only time they looked remote was when Alexander-Arnold came on. And watching Fulham, guys, they're going to leave us with dust. I mean, I put in the comments there, I can see them turning over Wolves. I can see them beating Leeds. And without Grealish, I can imagine them beating Aston Villa. And there's nine potential points that Fulham are going to pick up. I mean, we're, we're making the big deal about the Brighton game. I mean, um, Lamp is now out for the rest of the season. He's had surgery on his injury, so he's going to be missing. This is the guy who tore us apart in the last game. Yeah. But now, for a fact, Bruce is still going to play Joe Blinton up front. What is the point? The guy, you've got more use playing him as the goalpost. Replace the goalpost with Joe Blinton, and at least he can try and keep the ball out the net because he cannot do anything. I mean, it would. Steve mentioned this, you know, before you went on your, your thirteen game chance for Joe Linton. It was right. You know, maybe it's the pressure. Maybe it's all this, this attention that's getting done. He's getting all this stick on Facebook, blah de blah blah. Maybe it's having a negative effect. So what has Steve Bruce done? He's now again made him the laughing stock of the team. The guy can't trap the ball, he cannot pass, he can't score, and he's... He, I'm not a huge fan of Andy Carroll. You know, for me, Dwight Gale should be in there. Miles ahead of Andy Carroll But at least Andy Carroll Would put the Put the passion into it He would get We are go- That's the first game Where I've watched it I honestly Was sitting waiting For these games Thinking yeah We'll be in with a shout I mean I I totally understand ASM and Miggy Getting injured I think we would have Beaten them We would have beaten West Brom With those two in the team Um, I think we would have Scored somehow But without them We are going down And I can't believe Mike Ashley Sitting there and I, I, I got I, first time ever, Steve. I got stick on a, on a, on a comment site. I put a comment on about, you know, what's the point of actually going through arbitration? And they went, what are you on about? What are you on about? It's all for the good of the takeover. I said, hang on a minute, mate. By the time he gets through arbitration, we'll already be relegated, because Bruce'll have us in the bottom three, and Brighton and Fulham will be out of sight, and there'll be no point doing the arbitration because we'll not be able to catch them. And I'd, i i We've all got these theories about obviously the takeover and the chances the PIF will come back if we do get relegated But seriously, mm-hmm. would, would, would I want to buy
0: Newcastle in the Championship? With That's the your five minutes Newcastle up Barry, <laughs> five minutes up, really good though mate, good rant uh, Quite quickly Chris, because we've got a couple of people waiting, Gareth Forty and Liam Dowson uh, are waiting in the wings So Chris, just quickly on uh, some of Barry's points
1: Really quickly, Barry, again, mate, fantastic. Uh, just want to say you took me back about 15, 20 years with that shirt. That's Shea Given shirt, isn't it? This is me Shea Given shirt, Love I it, love decided it, to
6: get Pavel's name on the back in honour
1: of uh, Pavel. <laughs> no, absolutely fantastic, mate. Dead quickly, yeah, uh, that, was, that was worrying about the press conference, wasn't it, when Bruce said he didn't want to confuse the players with a change in formation. I mean, God forbid you go from a four-four-two diamonds diamond to just a normal four-four-two. I mean, that, that must be pretty confusing, that, mustn't it, for the players? Um, Also, in terms of Joe Linton, weirdly, again, I was was speaking to my mate about Joe Linton before. And, you know, in terms of, like, the problem with Joe Linton is I I, I struggle to see his qualities, and I think we all feel the same. You know, like, if you stop and just take a minute and just think what his best attribute is, and I said that to my mate, I was like, he was a Liverpool fan. I said, "What, what do you think Joe Linton's best attribute is? And he went, well, he's a big lad, isn't he? He puts himself about. And I said, no, that's the problem. He is a big lad, and he doesn't put himself about. He doesn't use his strength. That was the great strength of Rondon. He, he was like a he was like a wall. Every time the ball would come, he he covered it, and no one could knock him off the ball. And he held the ball up excellent. Joe Linton's got the potential to do that, but he doesn't do it. Um, and yeah, that they they were a the couple of points I wanted to, to to make, Barry. But yeah, another another cracking mate.
0: Good stuff, Barry. Hope you get on again soon. Lovely to see All you. Right. Take care, pal.
1: Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Okay,
0: uh, over to Gareth. Uh, Gareth Varty, uh, who is from Spider VPN. How are you, mate? You're on uh, mute, so unmute yourself. I'll un- there you go. That's it. You. I can hear you now, Gareth. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Thanks for coming on. What points do you want to make?
3: Uh,
4: I'm not really a ranter, to be honest, but um, just a couple <laughs> of quick points, really. Um, one is Emil Kraft. I, uh, I, struggle, to f- I struggle to see him as a defender, to be honest with you. He's, uh I don't think he can defend for Toffy. Um, and the problem the problem is, yes, he bombs up the line sometimes, and yes, you will get in the ball sometimes, but he also can't cross. He also can't pick a pass out. He's not great at having a shot or goal, and I wonder why he's actually there. So I suppose my rant is, I'd rather see someone like Matt Ritchie there Yes, he's probably on the wrong side of the park for him, but I think he'd do a better job than Emil Craft in in the wrong position. Um, there's, there's probably other people you could use there instead of Emil Craft, but um, that was just one of the points I wanted to make. And, and the point I want to make was that there's more, more positive really than, than a rant. I don't think we're going down. I, I, I strongly think that we we will we will stay up. That, that's not because of a Steve Bruce necessarily but i just think that our running is a lot better than the teams around us and uh, i think we'll have a chance of picking up your punch in there that'll, that'll see us over the line. and i think in the worst case story even if we did go down I'm, I'm still convinced that um piff would um would still come in for us and reduce price and buy us and almost like you know sticking the fingers up at the Premier League as if to say, you know, I've got them anyway. And uh, and then and then brings back up again. So I, I don't understand the doom and gloom with the, the relegation of I think we'll stay up and I think that Piff, ultimately, whether we're in the Premier League or whether we're in the Championship, will take us over. So I think the future is very bright. That, that's probably a strange point of view where I rant, but um, that, that's how I have view things. How about you, lads?
3: Good stuff. OK, Pete, go over to you. Uh, love, it. love it, Gareth. I'm, I'm glad I've got someone that's got um, the, the faith in the boys to keep us in the league uh, alongside me because i uh, Steve and Chris are, are not with me at the moment with that one. Um, so, look, I, I, I agree. I, I believe that there's enough fixtures there that we can get points to keep us in the league. Um, what, is, what is an Emil em- craft? That, that, that's the question that we need to ask. What is an emuel craft? Because I certainly don't know. Um, and what baffles me even more is that Mankilio was on the bench on Sunday. Why was he not even playing? Why did he not get any minutes, even even 15 minutes, just to get him back playing with a view to then start him on Friday? Um, yeah, because the, the quicker craft gets out the team, the better it is for us. Uh, because I, I think, you know, having Dummett played well on Sunday, having Dummett you know, cells played well. Clark played well, and having Manquillo in that in that back line, that auto, with Dubravka automatically is a stronger, more confident back line, um, and we go into games a lot more confident that we're not going to concede goals just with just with getting cracked out of the team. Um, Completely agree. I, yeah, it, yeah um, you know, you made some points about PIF. Um, uh, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, I, I think that they're they're, they're so they're so committed, and although yeah you know they're saying no oh, they're not at the table, blah 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 blah, they. If they weren't that committed to us, they'd have gone and bought another club by now, um, and there are plenty out there to buy, and I'm convinced that they are committed to this deal regardless, and it's well been well documented that they've got a 10- year plan um, to get Newcastle up there, and it, you know and they've got, they've got a relegation already sort of uh, strategically planned for. Obviously, they don't want it to happen, but they're planned for it, um, and it's been well documented that they have. What, what, what you know, it, it, in the worst possible situations of us getting relegated, what better position for one go through the e, e, uh, EFL process of, of owning a club, which is quite quick and quite swift if things are going well, um, and it would be because there's no real reasons that they should, they would stop it with some of the owners that the EFL have of, of, of giving the green light to in the past. So it would go through, they've got a chance to really build Newcastle from the bottom, um, build a team to, to get us back up, and then they can give the two fingers to the Premier League to say, we're here now, uh, and we're here to stay, and literally Absolutely. go for it. Um, and, and it, you know, it, and it's a simple way, a simple way in. Um, I believe that my passion will sell the club regardless to PIF, um, uh, arbitration or not. Um, because I think even in, in the Championship, I think they'd still be willing to give them a, a, a decent price, um, a price that's not worthy of a Championship club, a uh, worthy, would still be worthy of a Premier League club. Um, and I think PIF would still be willing to pay it um, because they've got a project. We have to remember, they are not just buying Newcastle for now, they're buying Newcastle to build, um, to build something, build something massive, not just for the club, but for the community, for the city. Um, and yeah. that takes time. Okay. So my, I think that, I think that they would be, you know, they would be okay. They would be happy about it, but they'd be okay with building Newcastle from the championship But you know, we don't want Newcastle in the championship. We want Newcastle in the premiership. Now we want them in the premier league now. And, and obviously PIF active. And, and I believe that we've got enough to keep them in the league. So again, just those couple of points have been, have been spot on. Gareth, top man. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Um, so uh, just a message for the fans really is that um, I always think to myself, what an absolute worst case scenario is Steve Bruce stays at the end of the season, we go down, we end up playing Sunday next season, which, be, <laughs> which is a possibility, and um, we get bought up by Piff, we come back up and we destroy the Premier League, happy days.
0: Fingers crossed, and I just want to thank you, mate, for your sponsorship, uh, Spider VPN. Uh, great to have you on board, and uh, thanks very much, mate, for uh, for your support. And uh, you know that's on behalf of me and everybody here. So, uh, Spider VPN, the way forward, mate. Cheers, Gareth, to you and your kids.
4: Thank you very
0: much, Steve. Cheers. Take okay. care, mate. Bye bye. We've thank got you, Got a little bit time to bring in Liam. Um, it's a faceless account. It's a gamble, but let's see what it what let's see what the crack is. Liam, what have you got to say? Doesn't sound good Liam That's gone It sounded as if Liam was up to no good there I I had a feeling You know when you see a faceless account guys And you know that it's, it's bad news um, yeah, it sounded as if Liam was up to, up to no
3: good there, and yeah, um, I think you put it off at the right time. I've got
0: to be honest. I do. Um, we didn't want to climax the show, where, you know, yeah. with, with anything out of order, out of, out of order. Um, so <laughs> we're finished. We're finished. <laughs> at least it's given us. At least it's given us a laugh on a horrendous on a horrendous situation yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Um, where, where do we go? I mean, listen, the callers have been great, lads. As always, we've had some. We've had some. You know, some, some really good rant. A couple of regulars, and and great to get Lennon on as well. Lennon Lennon put forward some uh, some wonderful points there tonight. Um, It's just, you know, the unification of fans, I think, is the most important thing, you know, that Lennon said for me. And, you know, people should be more united. And I think we forget another point he made was that. We can't vent our spleen at the match We can't all be sitting in the ground Normally we get that pent up anger and frustration Out on the terraces um, But we can't do that So we're left to to, to our devices You know, our mobile phones, our computers Whatever, and that's it I mean, we have a therapy session by doing Match Day Live And we get our frustrations, joys And whatever out there We can talk on this show But unfortunately, not everyone has that angle And social media is the only place where people can vent their spleen Really, isn't it, Chris?
1: Yeah, it is. It is, and I just wanted to say, Steve. You know, Lennon. For me, I think Lennon's probably been my favorite rant since I've been on the show. I thought I thought it was really good. All the points he made they were, they were fantastic, and I I wanted to also say um, from Lennon. You know, it takes it takes a, a real man, doesn't it, to admit when you're wrong in the past. And fair play to him, he did. He, you know, he said he's he's regretted things that he's done in the past, but he's he's obviously turned a corner, and he, he's quite right when he says, you know, we should all stop getting at each other and just be united as a fan base. So I, you know, I I really really appreciated that message from Lennon. I thought it was really good.
3: Yeah. What was your take, Pete? Yeah, uh, like I say, uh, I I got to mention a few things uh, with regards to Lenin. and like like you said, with regards to the social media. You know, with, with young fans on social media, you know, it it, it it you can it can get away from you, and you can go go too far. And uh, there's been one or two fans before that have said certain things. Um, but like you, like like Chris said, the fact that he's been able to hold his hands up and say, you know what, um, you know, I was wrong, my bad. And I know Adam Adam came on your show as well, Steve, and, and said something similar. And you know what, fair fair play to. And you know what, I wish I wish that. <laughs> It's just all the comments
0: coming through, Pete. Very difficult. I think this is the. I think this is. I think this is the best one. Get Liam and the team up top. Sounds like he's scoring at least. <laughs> Liam, Liam, saying hello Steve, mate. I mean, Liam, you've certainly caused a stir on uh, NUFC UFC oh, matters tonight. Right. Luckily, it's an overrated show, um, as some people have said. It was. It was before the watershed, um, and Mark Henderson said they were. They were like Bruce and Andy Climax. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Definitely, oh man, unbelievable! I, I think, lads, we're, I think we will struggle to finish the show the way this is going. But um, look, it's been it's been a cracking show. I think you're right. I, I I think there's been some great points made, and I think, um, you know, obviously we've got Ladies' Night coming up in half an hour, and uh, International Women's Day. They will be, you know, they will be wanting to get uh, a lot off their chest. But um, I think, like most of us, we've, we've probably all been overshadowed by Meghan Markle and Prince uh, Prince Harry today, haven't we? So. <laughs>
3: It'd be an interesting listen tonight. That, that's the show. Um, yeah. Be, I think I think for once I think for once, come eight o'clock tonight, um it, the talk would be about that and not about Newcastle for a change.
0: Yep, Liam Liam pulling one out, unlike Bruce's Bruce's Mike Gent. <laughs> um yeah. Mark Vickers, at least Liam hits the target. How will Ladies Night follow this, says <laughs> Stu? Uh, brilliant mm. night, lads! Thanks for the smiles. Well, I've got another faceless account called Preston, who unfortunately, mate, you've just missed the boat. And I oh, d- dread, I dread, I do dread to think what is on that uh, call there, lads. I- I'm not. Uh, I'm- it-, it could be the same call, and it could be a fast-forwarded version of whatever whatever's to come. So <laughs> I'm not getting anybody into trouble. Uh, we're gonna move. <laughs> we're gonna move on swiftly. Uh, Golf and Jordy. We'll leave it with him. Rude Hull- at is back with sexy football. He says. <laughs> 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 Love it. Love it. Lads, good to see you. I'll see you for Aston Villa uh, just at uh, just at the weekend. Take care. Have a good week, lads. Take care,
3: lads. Take
0: care. Go on, Liam, lads. <laughs>
5: It's the
4: only way you're ever gonna